You are listening to Engaging and Exciting Conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready. Now. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. I'm joined by some handsome men today in the studio. Pastor E, what's up? <laughs> see, you've been working out, huh? Uh, Here we see you. It's, it's just it's sadza, it's press ups, and it's just some random. Sadza and press ups. Is that the advice you're giving people? Sadza and press ups. Okay. No, I'm getting older, so I'm just I'm losing weight. I'm just trying mm. to live long. Cookie Monster Sadza and press ups. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you're like, uh, we're joined by some handsome men in your name, Wango Pastor E. Oh, yeah, and TJ. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. TJ's the one who's recording us. Say hi to TJ, guys. It's cool. I know where you live, right? <laughs> How are you, Pasty? Hey, guys, I'm good. I am um, well. Uh, I think my standard response has become, um, I am alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, uh, um, <coughs> you know, the, the challenges we have make you suddenly realize that to be alive is actually quite a, quite a victory. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, and if you, you know, if you go around visiting people in different situations, I get a chance to visit people in hospitals and, and so forth. You start to realize that, oh, wait a second, there's, there's a lot of challenges around. Yeah. So being yeah. thankful for what I have and where I'm at right now mm-hmm. is the highlight of uh, my 24 like hours every day. Hmm. And like that's it. like a pretty good segue into what we want to be talking about today because a lot of people are struggling with exactly that being grateful for where we are right now in this time in Zimbabwe. <clears throat> if you're not listening from Zim, I still think this podcast will be beneficial to you because everyone faces struggles wherever they are. So it's a universal thing. But um, today we're talking about born for such a time as this. I know a lot of people my age, hashtag my born free, we hear a lot about the good old days, mm. <laughs> which we didn't really get to partake of. And we're like, shut couldn't I just have been born like 20 years earlier or 40 years earlier? There were no cell phones. When, huh? There were no cell phones. Yeah, cool. Less distraction. No cell phones. <laughs> a Zim dollar that could actually buy things like that was actually real money. And we, there was electricity, there was water. Like it seemed as though life was easy at some point in time. So we ask ourselves these questions like why am I born at mm. this time what is my actual purpose wow. for being born right now in this country this nationality all of it like is there really a reason or did God just think Allah yeah I think this one's for the struggle I want this group <laughs> for the prospering times this group <laughs> like how did he even it's crazy um, I was attending an event last night uh, it was a business event um <clears throat> Uh, that 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 we host, and one of the things we we're talking about there was just how toxic Twitter has become. You know, the amount of toxic content that's there, and toxic more in the sense that, especially if if you're Zimbabwean, the 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 amount of complaining. And listen, a lot of it is actually justified, if I can be honest, because people are you know people are hurt, people are frustrated, mm. so you can't fault them for that. However, you know, sometimes you're just thinking, yo, guys, come on. You know, and and I, I I can, and you can hear that hearts cry from people where people are just saying, "Sha, we're tired. We just want things to work. We just want the country to work." <coughs> like you see people saying things like, "Oh, I need to get out of this godforsaken land." Yo, 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 you know yo. all these things, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you know that's part of um, 
the I guess the, the basis for our discussion today, just to say, <laughs> have we been, you know, you hear that, that phrase, born for such a time as this. But for us, for people in Zim especially, what is this. such a time as this? What is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is, exactly. It's almost like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe Pastor E, you can, we, we can just, we can just um, dive straight into it and... And begin the discussion. Mm. Yeah, you know it's it's um it's a tough um a, a tough question to face. You know when you start asking those questions, Kriti, why are we um you know what what is our our role or what's our purpose or what's our thing? You know, as a generation in mm. a world like this or in a country like this one, what's our thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess um. You know, you you we you know we obviously didn't have a choice in where we were born and when we were born, mm. but here we are, yeah. and there must be a reason. Yeah. So for me, I always ended up that way to say, look, I didn't have a choice in the matter in terms of which family I would be born into, uh, what skin color I would be, mm-hmm. what language I would speak, and uh, what my upbringing would be like. And what the era of my adulthood would look like, yeah. right? You know, as well, what the conditions, you know, would be during that time. I didn't have a say in all of that. So, what is the reason? You know, it must mean that I have a role to play somehow in in making all of this work, mm. or in 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 moving myself or my generation forward. Because the, the thing is, is this: is that whichever way you look at it. No matter how hard things are, mm-hmm. no matter what kind of a bad deal it looks like you have, whether it's Zimbabwe or whether it's Somalia or whether it's Sudan or whether it is uh, Tehran, mm-hmm. there is a reason. Why am I here? Why? And, and for me, I think this, the question should be more about, about that, the search for what am I here to do rather than why am I in the situation. <clears throat> okay. Do you know what I just thought of? Um, most two particular stories of births in the Bible were born into eras which were very oppressive. Mm-hmm. Moses mm-hmm. and Jesus. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. both of them, like Monty when Jesus was born, there was actually Oh yeah. Herod was under, killing people. Yeah. Exactly, and they were under Roman they were under Roman times. rule. Yeah. 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 It's actually identical times in terms of Moses and Jesus is mm. that uh, boys were actually being killed yeah. during that time. And believe it or not, some boys were killed mm. yeah. and, and, you know, and didn't make it, but some survived. That's crazy, actually. And so th- that is, I, again, you know, I, I want to kind of push us into thinking, into thinking more about what it is we are here for rather than why, why, why me, mm. why now, why here? Right. It, it, because it, <coughs> it feels a little bit more like victim like I'm a victim of my why, circumstances why when we say why me, mm. you know, and and they said, look again, there's a time for those questions to be asked. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying they're invalid and we should never ask them, mm. but I think they should lead us to us to then asking the question. Okay, so what am I here to do, or what are we collectively here to do, right, or to advance? Mm. Um, and I think that's the 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 big piece of the puzzle that if a person finds or if a generation finds. We we are we are then happy to actually engage the circumstances yeah. rather than run from the circumstance. Mm. Or vent uh, about it. Yes, on or vent exactly. Yeah. Vent about it on Twitter or or vilify. I mean, when you talk about Twitter and social media in yeah. general, we people are ruthless with each other. Yeah. Mm. 
go on Twitter and make a comment about something or post something from your personal space or whatever it is, a lot of people do it hesitantly. <laughs> yeah. Because that could actually become it you could trend for all the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. In, you know, because yeah. of that. So I, I think sometimes there is a general lack of trying to discover why we are here. And so the the, the kind of going sense I kind of becomes well I guess we're just unlucky. Yeah, right. yeah. I can identify with that. Yeah, I, I guess we're just unlucky. Mm. It's it's and maybe I mean if we were to be very direct about this, there are people that actually believe that they're unlucky to be born black. Yeah. Yeah. Or unlucky to be born in Africa. I never forget yeah. when I was a kid. I went to school with when when I when I talk about a kid, I'm talking about primary school. Yeah. You know, where kids just say stuff out of you know people, kids will talk about bathing until until they are a white person. Yeah, but it's my statements. Yes, but, but, but it was also statements yeah. from even our parents that talked about. Yeah, you uh, yeah. yeah. Don't you know? Oh, oh yeah, no. or when people had macaroni. And of course, macaroni was not a very big meal amongst Africans back in the day. Mm. So when people had macaroni or they had something oh, fancy like lasagna or cheese. And even today, even now, you yeah. know, people, people yeah, say things like that. Yeah, they talk about chirungu. This is, you know, white people's food. It's or the, the fact that your boss, you call them murungu. Yeah. You know, there you go. Yeah. So there, there is an element, I think, sometimes that people, people almost blame their circumstance for their um i won't say failure or for their lack of progress or yeah. or they blame their circumstance for the opportunities that they don't have mm. yeah and there's a truth to the fact that sometimes there is a an, a poverty that has been engineered mm -hmm. into particular races yes so when you look back into apartheid in south africa or you yeah. look back into uh the uh, um, pre-independence era in Zimbabwe, yeah. the poverty was engineered. Yeah. It was put together mm. for you know a, a certain ethnicity. It was right. reserved for us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, was, so what? So then, in fact, actually, a place is called reserves. reserves yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, but so, does that then mean we are actually unlucky? I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't want to brand myself as being unlucky. Uh huh. Because it, it classifies me as somebody who then perpetually is always on the back foot. Mm. Right. Okay. Now, again, while that may seem to be the case, because sometimes you find that coming from our part of the world, no matter where you go, you have to work twice as hard or 10 times as hard. This is true. To be at the same level with everyone Sorry, else. you know what I just yeah. thought of. Yeah. yeah. No matter where you go. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what does that one item was mean? I, yeah, I, this I, thing, you don't know what, what it means. I, the funny thing is, I. Hey man, mark that jam, bro. I'm always jamming it in my car. But what does one item was mean? I don't know. Should be interesting. <laughs> you should probably look it up. <laughs> going around to play. Anyway, sorry, Pastor E. Carry on. So, yeah, so um, now I lost my train of thought. My uh, bad, my bad. One item was. So, yeah, no, but I think what I was saying was they. So even though we have to work 10 times or 20 times as hard sometimes <clears throat> coming from this part of the world mm -hmm. and being the skin color that we are, mm -hmm. we have to work 10 times as hard. So you have to learn the language of the successful world, yeah. which is English, yeah. and try your best to speak it like them and even better sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. 
you have to um uh, but but it's, people forget what we've had to overcome yeah. right. where we are coming from mm. so for a lot of people the journey to university in 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 uh, uh, in somewhere in in some country somewhere yeah. b- began as a barefoot boy mm-hmm. uh, or you know a girl carrying water early in the morning at 4 a.m. Yeah. or uh, herding cattle you know if you know the story of a lady called Dr. Terry Trent she's a, she's oh, a, she's a Zimbabwean who was on Oprah no? yes she's yes. the one who was mm-hmm. on Oprah she says Zimbabwean this is an amazing lady right i mean her story is just incredible and and what what Dr. Terry Trent did is if i if i remember well and i might get the story wrong forgive me if i get it wrong but you can search her story but when she was a little girl she wrote on a piece of paper the dreams that she would like to live and what she would like to see mm-hmm. and this was kumusha in the rural areas where she stayed mm-hmm. and she folded this little piece of paper and put it into a little packet or something like that and she put it under a stone mm-hmm. and years later when she had i mean overcome some incredible challenges she she eventually got married was in a very abusive relationship here in zimbabwe okay. where i think the husband actually used to beat her at the time and uh, but eventually she uh, through a, a program that raised cattle called the hafer program mm-hmm. um she had some cows i think <clears> and she was able to use those to go to school and so yeah. forth and then ended up in the us where she was able to go with the whole family at, and, 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 and she got an education for herself yeah. and then ended up on Oprah mm-hmm. and she wrote a book. And I mean, she's become such an icon that in New York City, there's a statue of Dr. Terry Trent. Yeah, there's a statue. I think they revealed yeah. four or five statues of uh, iconic, powerful women. That's amazing. Uh, inspirational, iconic, powerful women. And one of those statues is Dr. Terry yeah. Trent. Now, when you think about where she came from, yeah. And when I say again, her story is if I if and if I remember it right, again, forgive me if I'm wrong. Her marriage was such an abusive marriage that when she left her husband, he then became sick. But this is the amazing thing that this woman did. She actually took, eventually took him. I think she took him to the states where she looked after him mm-hmm. yeah. um, until he recovered or until he passed on. Again, you've got to check the story out to get the full detail of yeah. it. <clears throat> but I think she remarried and so forth and so forth. But it's an amazing story of growing up in a in a circumstance where you're asking yourself, "Why me? Yeah. And what is my call to life?" Yeah. You know. So 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 it's true. It's 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 difficult to ask. I mean, I grew up in an era in Zimbabwe born in the 1970s yeah and into the early 80s as a young guy where we had where the money worked mm. you know um and where when you traveled from zimbabwe going somewhere you were proud yeah you know you were some of the elite african travelers mm. you know as a as a zimbabwean mm. um and but now the tables have have switched we have no flipped. passports dude yeah and if you do you are always held up at immigration always being asked questions oh yeah. yes in fact even before <coughs> immigration now they ask you at airports mm-hmm. you know they pull you aside and they look yeah. at your passport and, and you know ask where where is zimbabwe and i'm like dude what kind of a question is that <laughs> like bruv <laughs> yeah yeah um, so yeah those are my initial thoughts yeah so pastor e, you know maybe i also want us to um bring in the the sovereignty of God aspect into this, because, you know, I, I, I think it's an important um, element of this whole thing, which is that the reason why people ask, ask these questions, like, but why us? What have we done wrong? Um, how come back then things worked? 
And we can even look back then and say, did things really work? Were, were things as amazing as people say? Because, you know, when people speak <laughs> of the past, right, people always speak about the past in... Romanticize it. R- r- romanticize it a lot in glorious <coughs> terms. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that we're also still under white rule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're also... There, there were places that were very... There was a lot of racial... Um, segregation, mm-hmm. even after independence. You know, there were neighborhoods that you knew that you would not see a black person there. Mm-hmm. There were certain yeah. areas that you just knew that, you know, black people are not going to be. So we also, I think we forget things like that, that there are many advancements that have been made, right, that we, we tend to overlook as we romanticize the, the, the past. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just a, a thing I wanted to throw in there. But my, my question is more along the lines of God's sovereignty, that yes, we're, we're crying that, you know, things are not working the way we want them to. We've got frustrations. But how, how do we um, balance that with God's sovereign hand in, in everything that's, that's, that's happening? You know what I find interesting about what you're saying? Is, you know, people have, whenever we do this uh you know the 80s were better or the 90s were better yeah. and and the funny thing is that it depends which generation you're, you're from to, yeah, I mean, yeah the current generation will say what well, now nah, the 90s were better mm. uh-huh. you know but the generation that was in the 90s will tell you that uh, the 90s are rubbish the 80s were better <laughs> yeah. you know the generation that was there in the 80s will tell you that the 80s ah this is just not it the 70s were better mm. yeah so the the, the it's, <coughs> i find that it's, it's human nature to compare where you are with where you used to be and then conveniently forget the struggles of where you used to be mm. right. and only highlight the good, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, the good of that era. Mm. But going to what you're saying about the sovereignty of God uh, in, terms of, in terms of where we are and what we are going through, uh, you know, in, in our generation or, or, or in this era, I like to think that God is, is, is not caught by surprise uh, concerning where we are and 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 you know and what we're a part of i think that it is his divine plan that for the challenges that we have today it is you and i that are supposed to be alive therefore we can't abdicate this position we are made for this if you got people from a previous generation to be in our position to face the next 30 years they wouldn't make it right they wouldn't make it i like that so i've often preached you know messages and out and i've said things like when God thought about the best idea for the uh, 2nd of July, 2019, his best idea, his best idea was you and me. Okay. So there must, that must mean that there are certain, certain abilities, certain capabilities within us individually, within us collectively to be able to handle the challenges that we face today. This is the Bible that says in some way in the New Testament, it says that God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Yeah. And, it, and in my mind, I like to think that we are pre-packed for this moment, for this era, for now, for, for the challenges that we face today. Mm. But let me also throw this in because I've been thinking about this, not just all day today, we're getting ready for this, uh, for this discussion, but just in, in prior months, I think that it is fair to say that our struggles define who we are mm-hmm. uh, as a generation. So when you look at the previous generation, let's talk about Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. The previous generation of black people yeah. in Zimbabwe, um, uh, and we're talking about those that were that had become um, uh, um, kind of like mid, um, you know, mid twenties, mid thirties adults in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. The majority of those people were involved in 
the collective purpose of liberating Zimbabwe. Yes. Right. That was the buzz. Yeah. In a word, everyone was geared towards that. Liberation. When Zimbabwe becomes free, mm. you know, yeah. uh, free education for 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 all, mm. equal access uh, for this one man one vote, yeah. uh, the abolishment of segregation, uh, you know, all of these things that they never had, yeah. and they gave themselves for that, and life became meaningful because of that, right? Yeah. And they faced hardship, knowing that this is our struggle and this is what we are driving towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Likewise, I think that when we discover as a generation and as much as an individual when we discover what our struggle is yeah we start to uncover what our relevance is mm. Mm. and the biggest problem is that we have a generation that is trying to get out of a struggle <coughs> yeah rather than engaging a struggle mm. that's yeah. profound and when I'm when I'm talking about struggle here, get me right, I'm not being political. I'm not talking about a political struggle that is one slice of the struggle. Your the struggle that you discover for yourself as a person. And let me p- use another word, cause. Mm. Yeah. The cause that you <clears throat> discover for yourself as a person will always reveal your relevance mm-hmm. for that time. Mm. Struggles always define seasons. Yeah. Wow. Our problem is that, that people are trying to get out of struggles instead of engaging struggles. Yeah. What's your struggle? It's, you see, the goal is not to be a struggleless person. Yeah. If you're a struggleless person, you are not relevant. You're useless. You're not doing anything. Yeah. The, 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 the goal is to be a person who identifies their struggle and takes that struggle head on. Here's the question. It's not so much now we move from why are we here to... To, to what am I here to do? And the question then that begs is for you to know what you're here to do. Find out what your struggle is. What is your cause, Kuda? What is your cause, Tanya? Mm. What, what is it that you are waking up every day to say, this is the one thing that I'm giving my life for. I'd like to see this work. I'd like to see this happen. I'd like to build this. Yeah. I'd like to progress that. Too few of us in our generation are, are living for causes. Yeah. That's... You know what? That that's amazing, and <coughs> and thank you for um for for raising that, Pastor E, because I I find that um there's almost a there's this lostness that our our generation now has, and maybe all this screaming and shouting and complaining about the things that are going on is almost an escapism. That's that 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 we that we have where you know because we're we're not driven by any inner purpose. Mm-hmm then it's easy to complain about, ah, this is not working and that's not working, you know. And I think that's something that we all need to check to say the things we complain about, is it just really us com- crying out for more convenience mm-hmm. or is there a deeper cry which is driven by a, a deeper purpose, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we want to see something bigger than us happening. And I, I, I find that it's a bit of a, a struggle to, to, to find young people who, are, who have that... Oh yeah, that drive. Look, and... there, there's, there, you know, you know, you know. I think what what amazes me is the number of people who are not willing to pay a price, and yet they want the biggest benefit. Yeah, that's a lot of us. Actually. This is not how life works, guys. Mm. This is not how life works. If you if you want something, you pay a price for it. Now, see the the era of free things, and and credit. And the era of um, shortcuts, you know, is I think is 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 an era that has made a lot of people sit back and think, 
how can I pay as little as possible for the best in my life? Mm-hmm. Or how can I how can I be as 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 little involved mm. or as less involved in a struggle as possible mm. and yet eat the biggest piece of the cake. That is so true. Okay, yeah. we... Oh my gosh, guys. <clears throat> you know, I don't know how you people st- stumbled upon this discussion. We have to... You Naturally, as a person, you've got to gravitate towards a struggle. Mm-hmm. We don't run from struggles. We go to them. Because that's what life is. When you were born and you were a little baby in your mother's womb, Getting out of there was not a smooth job. Yeah. She'll tell you. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle to get out and to be born into this world. To become is a struggle. So it's people who don't struggle for things, don't value whatever they come across. Mm. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. So much of the the world you are seeing, even the Western world. Yeah. We were talking earlier on about how access to the internet has become a right for some people and yeah. how they, for them, their life breaks down when they don't have access, you yeah. know, like to the like internet. Like, you don't have Wi-Fi. What, like, what? That's a problem? From? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Let me tell you what I don't have. I don't have water. Mm. I don't have electricity. Yeah. I don't have roads. Mm. I don't have medicine. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I don't have money. I don't have a passport. I don't have a passport. <laughs> yeah. Like I had money in the bank and I woke up and it was gone. Mm. All right. I can't save in where I come from. And yet I own a car. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is something about, there's something about engaging a struggle that builds within a person certain capabilities. They are half of the world in developed countries where everything works and I have nothing wrong with everything working. Of course, we want everything to work. But my point is half of the world where everything works, if you took them and brought them here, they wouldn't last. last. And yet here you and I are thriving. That's not a good thing that we thrive in it, but we thrive nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think there there is a a way to look at the struggles you're going through. And and, and I love young people. They, They call it the hustle. Yeah. You know, the hustle is is getting up every day and deciding that, okay, despite these challenges, one, two, three, four, my goal is is this one. And I'm going to have to find a way around these challenges to get to that goal. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, I think of people like Martin Luther King, right? Everyone knows him. But he wasn't alone in what he accomplished. It was a whole community, a whole movement of people who got on board and they personalized what he was talking about. Obviously, they personally felt the pain of being treated as less than. Mm-hmm. And they wanted deep within them that equality, right? So because of that, you have the Rosa Parks. You have all these people who would also protest, who would also go to the streets, who would also refuse to sit at the back of the bus. They, it wasn't just Martin talking to a bunch of people and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Sounds great. Amen. Like it wasn't. No, no, you go for it, it was, yeah, They left that room and they also personally did something about it. And so when we remember that generation, remember, no, those were the guys who, you know, made a huge impact in terms of our civil rights. Mm -hmm. But I often wonder what will be said of my generation. Like, what will people 50 years from now look back and say, no, but that generation, they were responsible for A, B, C, D. And and it really bothers me because I'm like, okay, even me personally, what am I really pushing for? And it's crazy, isn't it, when you think about it, when you you look back in history and you see... You see the colorful uh, resemblance or the colorful 
presentation of generations gone by. Yeah. Mm. Just on that note, on Sunday, um, this last Sunday, I led worship with taps. Because mm-hmm. um, it's around, yeah. And, and we I, did, know, I know what you did. We did history I know maker. What you did. <laughs> yes, I walked into church like, on time for once. And I was like, yes, history maker. You know, and I think um, how we came to that, we're just, we're actually reminiscing on mm-hmm. on those days. And we're thinking, you know, this song was such a, uh, such, what, what can I, what can I call it? We we felt those lyrics. Like, we weren't just oh, yeah. words. You know what I said to It was taps, such a defining. What's uh-huh. interesting about uh-huh. what you're saying, because I'd, I'd met Taps just after the Sunday, you guys. So I knew about it. Yeah. He said, hey, we did uh, History Maker. And I said, a lot of people didn't realize that History Maker was not a song we sang. It was a declaration yeah. we made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. You know, it was a declaration we made. But when you look back in history, and this is what I was going to say, when you look back in history, I mean, you just see... The, the colorful way in which these generations are presented, what they did, what they achieved, what they overcame, what mm. what they gave us. Collectively. You know what I mean? Yes, mm. collectively. And and that's, again, for me, it leads me back to the question, what is our struggle mm. as a generation? Because history remembers us by the obstacles we overcame. Yeah. History remembers us by the struggles that we engaged. That's deep, man. So, so we look back at That's Martin deep. Luther King and, and the civil rights movement and Rosa Parks mm. and all of these people, and we can define them, all of them, yeah. even the bad people. Yeah. Yeah. They're all caught up in the civil rights movement of mm. the 60s. Mm. Uh, you look back in, if you are in, uh, in, 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 uh, in South Africa in 1977, an amazing story of the students who rose up and protested against the teaching of, of apartheid in the schools yeah. ahead of their own languages. And then, of course, the shooting of the students happened. And today we have June 16, right. Day of the African Child. But it took a life. Hector Peterson died for that and many yeah. other young people yeah. who stood up. But these were students, mm. students who decided no. Enough. And, and they, they, they shaped an era in the struggle against apartheid. Yeah. You know what I mean? A very important era. Do you think we're not angry enough? I feel like we have that, but it's not channeled to, it, towards anything, really. Like, we just release it. I don't know whether it's, not a, it's about being angry, angry enough. Yeah. I think there is, there is a lot of people that feel like somebody else must right. do it right. for them. Yeah. Right. And, and there is a certain amount of, of entitlement in that, in that disposition of a generation mm. where people feel like, I want this. I want the result. Yeah. But I don't want to get involved in the process. Mm. Someone else must go on the front line, mm-hmm. do what needs to be done. And we'll criticize them while they're doing and I'll, it. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll tweet about it. Yes. Guys, you know, you just say something that just breaks my heart. Yeah. You know, we are more, we are so angry at the people that represent us and yet we won't show up to represent us ourselves. Mm. Okay. I watched... I watched our... Now, there could be many reasons for this and a lot of people could have different opinions about it. I watched parts of the, the Africa Cup of Nations in the last couple of, uh, last couple of days. Mm. And <laughs> whatever the reason, mm. whatever the reason for the performance yeah. of the boys... The non-performance. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, whatever yeah. the reason. And I'm not saying it mustn't be criticized. I'm yeah. not saying it mustn't be dissected and people have discussions about it. I think what I find problematic is the inability of people to understand what it's like on the front lines. Mm. Yeah. The inability of people to not relate 
to what it's like to be in the zone of action, to be in the line of fire. Yeah. Okay. So we 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 look at what's going on in our country right now, and though people though it doesn't mean that everyone must must be at the front line of speaking in truth to power like I do. Yeah. Um, I think that there they, there has to be. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there sorry. has to be a good number of people yeah. that say, "I'm gonna find a way to show up. Mm. I'm gonna find a way to <clears throat> speak up. I'm gonna find a way to 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 be present, not to abdicate, yeah. not to uh, be the one that is sitting in the terrace, is saying, well, that was useless." Uh, you know uh, how how they could he have done it or oh, he should have done it this way yeah. how could he run away yeah oh my gosh the worst time to run away was now mm. ah, now i get it yeah. from the terraces it was the worst time yeah but in the field of play mm. it was the best <laughs> time to run away. <laughs> okay <laughs> but we almost got it don't you think when we in november whatever 20 when was it that yeah. feels like it was such a long time ago. 2017. That day, yeah. Yeah. The it's almost as though we... 2017. It was yeah, the it was. first time I'd seen people really actually be willing to Class step outside though. their comfort zone a Class little phenomenal. bit. phenomenal. Although we still did it in a very Salah way, but still, it was done nonetheless. <laughs> Matt rocked up in my J's, bro. <laughs> I was if there. shots had been fired. Uh, I mean, again, guys, look, there's a... I mean, there's a lot of analysis and a lot of thoughts about November 2017 and how that went down. Um, and I have to agree with you, the unity was just incredible. It's something we had never, ever seen yeah. before. Um, you know, but also, the the result of that was because the bar was quite low. Yeah, true. In terms of the barrier to entry. That's true. Into that part of the struggle. Yeah. You know, the, the bar, uh, when the stakes are higher, fewer people show up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let me go to the Bible on this yes. because I think it, this makes a lot more sense. My favorite story is David and Goliath. And David showed up at the battle front lines when the stakes were were at their very highest. Mm. Yeah. And this is a guy who shows up. He's representing a generation of people. And in fact, when he shows up, he's not even wanted there. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I don't know what life must have been like for David. Again, I, I don't, I'm not sure what his disposition was all along. But having been anointed as king years earlier mm -hmm. and then gone through a number of years of seeing no palace but actually spending time with sheep instead mm -hmm. must have done something to drive him crazy. If it was me, I, fine. When I then read the Psalms, I see that the guy, there was some kind of focus with David yeah. in terms of connection with the Lord. Mm. But it would have driven me nuts to think, but no, now I was given a prophecy that I was, I'm going to be king. Why am I here with the sheep? Yeah. Why me? Why me with this ship? In fact, you know what? I'm a king. You know, I'm king. Mm. So this nonsense needs to stop. Yeah. All right? But, but the guy sticks through with it. And, and things happen whilst he's looking after this, this sheep. You know, he's, he then recounts it to Saul, if you remember, when Saul yeah. says to him, why do you think you can, look, you, can, you can take on this giant? He says, well, when your servant was looking after the sheep, a lion came and I grabbed him by the beard and yeah. tore him. And a bear came and I killed him too. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like the lion and he shall also be like the bear. Yeah. And I think there's something that David realized that, no, you don't circumnavigate struggles. You go for them. And you come out of on the other side knowing who you are, knowing what you are made of. So he stands before this guy, Goliath, and a whole generation of people is standing there who are his older brothers. 
and they ridicule him. They're like, "No, young man, do you know you know how long we have been young here? men, <laughs> small boys." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So young you man. know what? One of the big struggles we have is mm. one of the big struggles we have is defining ourselves apart from the generation before us. Mm. Hmm. Okay, so when they come out and they say things to us like, "No, Afana, Mimia, Afana, you, you, you guys are you are weak. Yeah, you guys don't know anything. Yeah, about life." I think that there has to be a certain amount of pushback that says, no, wait a second, guys. We, we, we are here to achieve and accomplish something. Yeah. And we have our own struggle. You guys yeah. took this thing to a certain level. Mm -hmm. But where we are going from here on, us guys are going to take it on. Us guys are going to be present, you know, uh, you know going forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I think sometimes there is that, that fear and that sense. Imagine David had shown up to the battlefront Heard the Goliath say what you were saying, it would have been easy for him to sit back and say, "Hey, you yeah, guys, have, say, you yeah. guys have been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. take it on." Mm -hmm. But the guy gets there and he realizes that no, wait a minute, these guys have run their course. They've come up to an obstacle that they have. I, I, this is my struggle. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is my struggle. Takes Goliath head on and changes everything. Yeah, right, and redefines. Uh, you know, the season for himself and the season for the people of his time going yeah. forward from there. Wow, I love that. I love that, Pastor E. And um, something that I, I also want to say, which will sort of um, tag on to what you've just said, is that I think another problem is that we're trying to define ourselves outside of God, mm. right? Because I think there's something very profound about allowing our definition to come from God and from who God says we are. Because outside of that, we're going to be defined by the circumstances. We're going to be defined by everything else that's going on. But I, I think if we're to really stop and to say, but what, why has God created me? Why am I here now? Um, and we find our relevance and our significance in who he is. Yes, things are hard. Yes, things are tricky. But I think in that, we'll begin to find a deeper purpose. But trying to define ourselves by everything else is I, it's a very slippery slope because the world is going in all kinds of directions right yeah. now, you know, um, and the world is defining itself in its own ways. So I think it's important for us, especially as young people, to really stop and to say, but yes, there's all these things going on, but God, what do you say about me? Because, mm. you know, you use the example of David. One of the most uh, profound things about David was that David was a worshiper. Mm -hmm. And his heart was, was dedicated to God. And how, how, how much are we willing to dedicate ourselves to God? You look at Daniel and the four boys, and the, yeah, well, the, the four Hebrew boys. They were dedicated to God. Moses, you know, just all these people who are used mightily of God in the Bible, even though things were difficult during their time, the one thing that um, set them apart was their commitment to God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, in our generation, we're, we, we're losing that. You know, even in the church, you know, we're losing that that hunger for for God, that drive to wanna to wanna do something great for God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think in the process, we've lost ourselves, we've lost our we've lost our identity because we're trying to uh, we're trying to define ourselves by all sorts of other things. Mm. Yeah, mm. Really it's interesting, you you know, you talk about that in terms of doing great things for God. I like to think of it as doing great things with, with God. God. Wow, that's yeah, you know, and. And I think the, the, you hit the nail on the, on the head is that trying to define ourselves outside of God's calling or God's purpose 
is is always going to be a very dangerous thing or a very tough uh, route to kind of follow and uh, to follow and sustain. Uh, Isaiah forty three, round about verse eighteen and verse nineteen, it actually starts off by saying, "Forget the former things." Mm. And then it says in, in the following verse, it says, See, I am doing a new, a new thing. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you not perceive it? Mm-hmm. You know? And the trouble, I, I keep going back to finding out what is our struggle? What is our cause? Yeah. Do we see? So in that scripture, he says, See, I am doing a new, a new thing. thing. Not see, I might do a new thing. Or see if once you get it, we will do a new thing. Yeah. Or see with your permission, I'll do it. Or see if you wake up in a good mood, I'm doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Mm-hmm. Whether you're awake, whether you're asleep, whether you like it or whether you're not, you need to see. I think another version says, behold. Right. You've got to see it. Yeah. We, guys, I can't, I can't say this enough. We have to discover what our cause is what our struggle is we have to discover what is god's purpose for this time what's yeah. god's agenda for this time and wherever that agenda goes we will go as a people and remember god resources his agenda yeah he does god's god's word or god's purpose is blessed to be blessed means is not so by the way to be blessed does not just mean to 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 be to be uh, one in doubt yes <laughs> you know whatever. to just say ah no you are blessed you are blessed mm-hmm. you know as as a as a as a as a byword to be blessed means to be resourced by god's grace yeah it means to be affirmed by god it means to be backed up by god to be blessed means that god is not just uh, 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 with you but he's in you mm. for the purpose and i remember abraham god kept saying to him i will bless you yeah. And I will cause you to be the father of many nations. Mm. So there, there, there is a need for us to see what is our cause, what is our struggle. But <clears throat> it, you see, before it can become collective, it must be individual. Yeah. Yeah. It must be individual. What is my cause as a person? Mm. One of the problems I have with a lot of young people in Zimbabwe, in Africa, is that we are causeless outside of ourselves being prosperous. Okay. Yeah. Can we learn to have causes? Mm. Yeah. That are beyond us. Whether it is caring about the environment, or whether it is caring about the supply of water, or whether it is caring about us about elephants, mm. or whether it is have a cause. Yeah. Have a cause. Now people said no. You know, it's also we're black. You know. The you know our cause is always is survival. It's the worst cause. Yeah, it's not a cause. Survival yeah. is not a cause. Now look, I get it. We have a lot more to fight for, to fight through before we hit the mark than other people in other nations. It's fine. There's nothing we can do to change that. Yeah. But we gotta get on with it. Mm. Yeah. So it's just we have to survive and chase a cause at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like we we are God has prepared us and planned us to be able to do both yeah life demands the excuse of well i come from poverty so you know it just i can't just just do for me just that argument is not going to cut it it's not going to cut it if you wherever you look at yeah 
one of the most successful businesses to come out of Zimbabwe, or business people to come out of Zimbabwe, Strive Masiwa, if you follow his story, he struggled. Yeah. Now people come up with all sorts of stories that, you know, uh, his business is a profiteering. Fine, that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. But look at what he went through. He believed he had a cause and his cause was mobile telephone communication will become affordable for every person in Zimbabwe. I remember him saying that in an interview way back. And I, I thought to myself, mm, this guy, mm. this is craziness. Mm. Today, Munuwese mm. Anifon. Okay. <laughs> so what is your cause? Yeah. I think causes lead you to prosperity and even more. Yeah. And even if you didn't get the prosperity, your cause leaves you with the fulfillment. Significance. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's relevance. It's beyond, it's beyond what money can buy. It's what history defines us by. The richest people in the world today still find causes to put mm. their money behind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and funnily enough, they usually direct them to Africa. Ah, where yeah. the people are just like, ah, someone will come do it for us. And you know, a, an interesting thing also is that we look at all these developed countries and we, of course, they flourish in many ways. You know, they've got things that work and and all of that. But we we shouldn't forget the struggles that got them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at all these, uh, you look at the US, I think, I think tomorrow is actually 4th of July, Independence mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you look at, at Europe, if you study history, you'll understand that there, there's always been a struggle and you're talking about struggle, you know, and a lot of the guys that are living now that are enjoying all these benefits are really benefits of struggles that other people went through to establish, you know, what, what they enjoy today as the free world. So, you know, it's very, I think it's very important what you're saying, Pastor E, that we need to understand our struggle. What battle are we fighting? What should we be fighting for? And then maybe we can start making noise about the right things. Mm. You know, not that we forget about the, the, the daily issues that we need to address. Of course, those need to be addressed. But I think we've got to be looking for something greater, something deeper. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and this, you know, the, 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 the free world you talk about is also struggling with a generation that doesn't know what it is there for. Yeah. And what they're enjoying are the benefits of the struggle that their forefathers fought. Yeah. But they themselves, many of them have become causeless generations. Well, that's my rainbow. You know what I mean? They've become, <laughs> they've become struggleless generations. And as, let me, guys, if I, if I never say anything on this show mm-hmm. that is important, it is that a struggleless generation is a danger to themselves. Wow. TJ, you got to tweet that, man. Mm. Okay. It is a danger to themselves. If you come across a people with no struggle, they are a danger to themselves. Even if you come across a family that is rich and they have everything and they choose to have no struggle, they choose not to work, they choose not to, not to engage, they are a danger to themselves. The greatest threat, mm. the greatest threat to our existence is the failure to discover our struggle. I think Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's basically your consequence. <laughs> I think on that bombshell, mm-hmm. like Jeremy Clarkson says, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end it. Thank you so much, Pastor E. Uh, this this has been this has been a very timely discussion. Yeah. 
it's real, guys. It's yeah. real. It's real. And again, I think people always want discussions that give them the answer straight away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but again, this one forces you to go find yes. your own answer. And again, because if I give you the answer, mm. again, we've taken the struggle away. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Find, the process of finding it. Yeah. Is the process of revealing it. Mm. And I think what even makes it more um, profound, ish, I've used this word a lot today, is the fact that it's coming from someone who's not just saying it, but someone who's actually <laughs> in, the struggle. Who's in the struggle. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that's, that's real. So, so thank you, Pastor E. And uh, we, we respect the journey that, that you've taken. And I know, I know it's come with a lot of, with a lot of problems. And, and a lot of and it sacrifices. And it, does. it always comes at a price, guys. Mm. You know. glad to face it with, with, you know, with my brothers and sisters. And yeah. There are many people on the front lines. Yeah. So, guys, there you have it. You know, if you're wondering what your purpose is or wondering why, why God has left you in this God-forsaken land. Don't say It's not God-forsaken. God is right there in the struggle. Yeah. And let's find God in the struggle. And let's find... Um, let's find ourselves in God in the struggle mm-hmm. and God is with us and we, we really need to be yeah Pastor Ia said it all so um, from us at Radiant Culture I'm Cookie Monster I am T-Mac we out peace peace thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast if you want to make a contribution make a suggestion or have a request you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.